all about living on the top. Penthouse suites, looking down on the ops. Took her for a test drive, left them on the lot. Time is money, so I spent it on a lot. Hold on, low bitty showing through the. All right, back here on the sports grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark's producing. Excuse me, spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dosecchi's. Get a dose, and we are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. 877 grind. All right, so. Sticking with the NBA theme, so I thought the Nuggets uh, definitely uh, showed championship pedigree last night. But for the Clippers' point, man, I, it's just um, again Tyron lose in a tough spot. Um, you know, no one will ever know. Maybe it comes out later on after the season, or if they you know trade him again or do what have you on really whose call was this. But this is not a coincidence. Uh, that they've lost six games now with James Harden and they haven't won a game. And you can go back to his original comments um, in his first really introduction about I am the system. You know, he's getting killed for that. But this is also proven to me what I've been saying. James is just one of those guys that are not going to care. And and, and, and and part of me from the sport world, because, it you know, his, you know, his compensation, if you want to go there, his talents and what he could be capable of or how he's, you know, his distraction, whatever the case may be, that part irritated because I never mind somebody just being that don't care whatever people think about him because I'm one of those people. I've said that a hundred times. There's no way I could last in this business as long as I had if I cared what people said or what people said to me about social media or whatever. It wouldn't matter. But what I'm telling you, though, it's obvious that this guy does not really care care what his peers and everybody thinks of him and I've always said this is a guy 20 years from now he is not going to wake up in the middle of the night and up in a cold sweat to be like damn I didn't win a ring he's not he's just not one of those dudes and um and that's why I really believe this was more of a business and an upper management decision than the X's and O's or J or Kawhi, Paul, Tyron Lube lobbying for James Harden. What do you got? The length of their interest without hearing any pushback from players or from coaching. Um I mean when we go back to the conversation about like, before the trade took place, I mean the the, the Clippers were adamant about holding on to Terrence Mann. Like, we'll take Harden, but at a, at a cost, not at the cost that the Sixers wanted. So I don't think it's so much that ownership wanted Harden in the building. Again, they wanted him at their at their price tag that they that they were okay with. Um, you go to the and Russell Westbrook, they they had to have run it by him at least. Hey, you, Why you, you, you played with Harden before? They had two stops. Russell Westbrook is leaning on Jesus I, to stay in the league himself, Jonah. He just got there last about year. Why were they running what about him? About what he's like in the locker room. All right. Um, last night the, the, in the broadcast, a lot of the feature about it's all you know California kids. They all come from the same area. Um, you know, similar background. They they share this all together. So there was already a sense, some supposed to be some semblance of of of, of a relationship already there. They've already been on all star teams together. Everything in in in, in between. Now, when you, Reggie Miller talked about on the broadcast last night that he needs another, what, 20, 20 to 30 games, Harden. I, I think Kenny Smith pushed back, you know, the Jet pushed back during Inside the NBA and said, 10. I'll give him 10 to kind of get to, to see how this works. And you said, and, and everybody's had kind of said too, that if there's any coach in the NBA that could get these stars to work together, it's Tyron Lue. So I, I put all these out there because it's kind of a stacking point. If this doesn't work, 
Is it about? Is it so much about Harden? Because Harden had a pretty decent night last night. Uh, second on the team in scoring behind Paul George uh, with 21 himself. Um, of course, there's the conversation about one ball. But it, but if it can't work, is it really about James Harden? Is it Tyron Lue couldn't coach him into to being part of this, you know, to, to meshing the Harden system with the Clippers system? Or is it about the the other guys couldn't figure out their role? One of them, could, they couldn't speak up in, in, in the group and say, hey, I'll be the Bosch. Hey, I'll be the D-Wade. This is Kawhi's team. This is PG's team. And having that kind of, where is the disconnect? Because it's, it's tough to put it all on Harden. I know it's funny to laugh at the Harden point. But it's tough to put it all on Harden because the Clippers did want him. They well, had voiced I, that a number of times. I, I think upper management wanted him. I mean, people got to realize there's a business that needs to be run in sports too. Okay? If, I don't know what the ticket number was, but I know he, fund, he uh, funded most of it. I would like to think that arena is over a billion dollars that he's building. Speaking of Steve Ballman, uh, you're competing with the Los Angeles Lakers. You're competing with the Los Angeles Rams. You're competing with the Los Angeles Dodgers. You're competing with the Angels, possibly still with Otani. You're, you're, you're competing with the LA Kings, which the Kings are off to a good start, by the way. My, you're competing with the LA Chargers. My point is, you have to make decisions on what's going to turn the turnstile. And the bottom line is, if you're in a situation where Paul George and Kawhi Leonard could opt out and leave you empty-handed going into a new billion-dollar arena, it's very well, Mike, that this whole kicking the tires down on Harden to come through because of a name was made. But to go back to your question, to answer your question of where was this, I still say it's on James Harden because I've seen Tyron Lue. You know, there's a report that came out the other day. Tyron Lue walked into games last year that didn't know if he had Kawhi Leonard or Paul George were going to be available to him. Now, imagine coaching under those circumstances, okay, and how competitive they stayed and where they, how, what had to end up happening to them in the playoffs. Still got them to the playoffs, I've seen Tyron Lue coach one of the hardest guys to coach in LeBron James and stand toe-to-toe with him to draw the line in the sand early on when he first got the job. So to me, I know what Tyron Lue, no, I'm not saying he's Steve Kerr, he ain't Greg Popovich, he ain't Phil Jackson, but he can coach. So this is on Harden, because at the end of the day, in any sport, especially when you only got 12 guys in a locker room, 12 to 15 guys, but even in NFL, all it takes is one guy to derail the system and undermine what's going on. And it even runs more prevalent in the NBA because somebody's got to pay Harden. If they buy him out, he's getting his money either way. So when you have that, you can walk into a locker room that has Paul George, that has a two-time NBA champion, a two-time finals NBA champion, a guy that's averaged a triple-double for two seasons, damn near back-to-back in Russell Westbrook, and you can have that in the locker room and you have the apple sack to walk in and say, I am the system. Why? Because you've got big, big guaranteed money and somebody's got to pay you. And at the end of the day, like I've always said, professional athletes, 
Some of them are just gifted enough to their skill set to get to the point where they're at, but they sit there and take it as a real job that sometimes it takes a lot for them to go to every day, just like somebody that's sitting right now in a cubicle listening to me talk. I know it's hard to fathom for the average person to understand that, but that is reality. And Harden fits that mold. You could think Harden has made all the money in the world from Adidas to NBA guarantee contracts. You would think that all he cares about is getting that first ring so he doesn't have to be sitting up there 15 years later and basically be treated like Charles, like Shaq treats Charles Barkley. But Harden don't give a damn about that. So, no, this is on James. This is on James. Because it, it, like at that, that's just the reality of it is. And again, I heard what Reggie said. Um, you know, to me, that's that's possible. Fair enough. I mean, it's no it's I mean, you know, there's that's no difference for me that I'm reporting what I see every day. But that's no me saying, hey, I'm reporting it. I'm telling you really what the cause and effect of why a team down here that got the number one pick that's losing by an average of 20 and getting up 34 because part of it is just ain't they ain't nobody being held accountable. And it's, it's really no really coaching going on. We're just letting them play and feel comfortable. I can do I can come and say that, but still can sit there and say, hey, you know what? But at the end of the day, this is really what it's at. I can you, that can happen. Because you're reporting the news. But the truth of the matter is this is going to be a situation that's going to matter. It feels like if you look at Philly and you look at the Clippers. It feels like a thousand pound gorilla has been lifted off out of the 76ers locker room and it's been added to the Clippers. I've been doing this too long and watching it too long that I can differentiate where it's like, all right, man, that's coaching or that's just a locker room. That's chemistry there. Or they're struggling because you know what? There's no there's no ownership. There's no owner. Or there's bad ownership. It's real. So I just feel like, no, now Tyron Lue might fall on the sword. I mean, because I feel like if Steve Ballman is going into a new arena and this really blows up in their face and let's say they, they scrap in to get a play-in game or they finish seventh seed in the West or sixth seed and they're out in the first round. If you're going into a new arena, maybe you have to look at it like, okay, this is just what it is. And if Kawhi or Paul opt out, you might, if you're Steve Ballman, you might not have any choice but to blow it up. And that might be a clean sweep from Tyron Lue. We don't know. Could happen. What do you got? You think that this, this decision came from up top? Did Steve Ballmer ask Kawhi and Paul George their opinion as to whether they'd like to have James Harden? Did they, did I would like to think so. That, 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 that James Harden could play within the system that they had going? I, I think I would like so because I'm a firm believer in that. I think with Kawhi, I don't know about Paul. I don't know about Paul. But I would think Kawhi, whether it was trickled down from Frank, the GM, I think Lord's Frank's still there. The GM to Tyron Lue to have a conversation with Kawhi. Yeah, I think that's possible. Am I going to salami stamp it and say 100% that? But no, that I could see that. But at the end of the day, he can give you your opinion. But Steve Bowman, at the end of the day, he's going to sit there and say, if it's, and really those situations is just really making sure, like, hey, man, y'all ain't got no off the court beef and no bad history with each other. Those are really those conversations anyway. And just say, hey, how do you feel about that? But for the most part, you know, it's only certain circumstances that you really, really get to sit there and say, nah, I don't want that to happen. There's a very few and you got to it has to be in the right market, the right situation. And that's just what it is. But um, I could I don't know for sure, but I could see them at least asking Kawhi how he felt. Because I would have had to have felt that if 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 any other owner goes and asks their um, 
their star players before making a head coaching change. That before you make a trade a trade to bring in a dynamic personality like James Harden, if you really feel like this is that the chemistry is not there. But what if the conversation went like this? It was passed down to Kawhi. Hey Kawhi, you got any problem with us believing in James Harden in? And you know, hey, no, I have no problem with it. Okay, well let's talk to your agent. What about getting a three year extension? No, I'm gonna hold off on that. And if you're Steve Ballman, like, okay, bring in James Harden. But you might be looking at blowing it up anyway, so why would you take on that expense? Because it's about so. getting but because the, the team they, they mentioned it on last night's broadcast, they were three and one before the trade. Right. They were because, moving. Right. So that's why I said Monday that I think if it gets worse, it's proven you gotta bite the bullet and buy them out. Because there's so much running riding on this particular year for the Clippers and just being who the Clippers of who we know it. I just feel it's a situation where when you ask why would you still bring them in? Because again, if Paul George and Kawhi Leonard bolt from the Clippers this year, and I don't know if that's happening or what the deal is. You tell me how attractive that is for a free agent def- uh, destination immediately going into a, no- a new arena. It's not. But if you get if you get James Harden and you're going to pay him his cr- grotesque salary, and it's guaranteed, and he just stuck he just stuck come in 2024 he just stuck by with a bunch of you know, G League players or, or backups, oh, well, you're getting your guaranteed money. At least we got James Harden, a former All-Star, former MVP in the building. I mean, that, that, that just to see. But the bottom line is we'll see if it turns around. It just doesn't look good. And the timing, and unfortunately, and the truth of it is, and like you said, Jonas, what gets lost in it, he didn't really have that terrible of a game last night. But it's L's. And W's, like I said, we're living in an era where you can pull any analytic stat out of your hiney or any type of reason. Excuse when it all comes down to it's W's and L's in any sport. We have always been a country and a society and a culture that keeps score. In life and sports, that's half of the that's half of the post on social media is keeping score. I'm on this trip. I'm eating this. I got this job promotion. My kid just graduated. It's all keeping score. So to me, it comes down to W's and L's. That's just the way we're all programmed. So it doesn't matter. It's about results. And right now. James Harden got a bad credit report. So this could just be it was this was meant to happen for the Clippers to lose going a five or six game losing streak, whether James Harden was on the team or not. Oh well, but he is. And if something smells, we're gonna look around for who who, who probably smells the most, who who has a reputation of not taking a shower and smelling. We're gonna look at that person, and that person is James Harden. What do you got? For the record, from Spotrack's multi-year contract layout of the Clippers, um, James Harden uh, is is an undrafted or un, sorry unrestricted free agent after this year. So it's not even about the building moving forward without Kawhi. Uh, Paul George and Kawhi have player options next year. Right, that they can. Uh, opt James out Harden's of, a free agent after the end of the year. On the free agent, well, yeah, but if you get James Harden, it doesn't go good. He's a free agent. Who else is coming? He's going to probably end up re-signing with the Clippers. Eventually, teams are going to stop coming, Jonas. 
I mean, everybody know everybody. I know how it looks that everybody, somebody's gonna take him. Somebody, that, if this doesn't go well and he blows his team up, he's gonna probably most likely have to stick with the Clippers, especially when you see the evidence of what's going on with the 76ers and Maxi and Joel Embiid. The Clippers Joel, could just elect not to pay him. To bring him, he's a free agent at the end of the year. No, I understand that, but my point is, who's knocking down the door to bring him in your franchise? You don't want him around a young team to poison him. No contenders have shown that well, he can he, help he a contender. Might, he might be done. He might be done after this year. But your point was about him bringing, you know, about Balmer bringing in Harden as an insurance if Kawhi and Paul yeah. George opt out. But the, the, he's he's not even an option. He's an option because you got him in the building already under uniform. If Paul George and this thing blows up, contract. but you have a better chance of selling him if he's in the building already, Jonas, if he's already there and nobody else wants him. I'm just, I'm to, to I'm me, but but to me, well, I'm not buying it that a team that basically that's structured with Russell Westbrook and basically Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, that Loris Frank and, and, and basically Tyron Lue is going up to Steve Ball and said, we got to get James Harden in here. I don't believe that. Because if Reggie Miller, if, if Charles Barkley can sit there and say there's only one basketball and the only way Russell Westbrook can be productive and James Harden, I mean, and Jay, if one of them's got the ball, you don't think Tyron Lue knows that? You don't think that the general manager knows that? The owner who basically helped build Microsoft that's never played the game might not understand that. He just looks at the black and white business. That happens in sports. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. Texas summers can get hot, but now they're blazing with the new Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary mix. The latest addition to the Zing Zang lineup brings the same great, bold, and delicious taste that you already know, only much hotter. Shake things up with Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary mix made with premium ingredients and crafted for a bold and savory taste, whether with your favorite vodka or with the pre-mixed ready-to-drink cans. Zing Zang, America's favorite Bloody Mary and an official sponsor of the sports grind. Please Zing Zang responsibly. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to ChooseTiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the sports grind.
All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose, and we are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. And this next segment, let's see who's up. Next segment is going to be sponsored by Pillin Whiskey. Pillin Whiskey, keep in mind, there is a whiskey that's distilled, an oak barrel aged whiskey distilled in Canada using the finest ingredients before bottling glacier-fed spring waters added from Mount Hood, Oregon's High. Highest peak. Pillin Whiskey delivers a uncommonly smooth taste and rich, complex flavor. And don't forget, Pillin Whiskey is the official spirit of the Pro Rodeo Cowboy Association and the official whiskey of the Professional Bull Riding Tour, which is the PBR Velocity Tour. And it's an official whiskey of the Sports Grind and an official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 87737 Grind. All right. So keeping it moving before we leave the NBA, I want to check in Facebook Live because I know we have some uh, comments here. Um, we'll start with Shelby T. James. Okay, Cal, you've been talking the same mess about the Spurs for five years now. I'm going to do what Mike Tyson said, change my station till the next segment. Do what you like, Shelby. I'll do like Humpty Dance. Say, do what you like. Okay, uh, that's your opinion. I've been talking about the Spurs the same take or whatever because it's the same problem in the last five years. It's just that that's it. You know, um, like I said, there's a lot of there's a lot of places regionally, locally, nationally that you can go get your, you know, Wimby updates and your positive Spurs talk. Okay, I mean, that's just the reality of it is, Um, you know, different cap. But that that's your that's your call, Shelby. That's your call. Um, Go ahead. Who we got up next? Joshua Medina, I've been listening long enough to remember Cal calling for Pop to lay back and loosen the reins on coaching because Kawhi wasn't receptive of it. Let Kawhi cool now. Pop is even coaching. Which is it? No, Josh, you're you're I remember what you're talking about, but you're off totally base. What I was talking about then is let Kawhi be the superstar. Let him be him. If he wants a rental car at the all-star game when he goes to, let the organization go ahead and provide it with him because that's the day and time we're in. Had nothing to do about X's and O's with Quiet's about if he if he wants Uncle Dennis is around or whatever, and you're a market that know you can't get free agencies, and you know you've got a town that's already customer winning, then let Uncle Dennis be around. That's what I said. So don't don't try to say that, well, you said let him lay back and coach it. No, I never did that. Because I get it. Y'all are emotionally still invested in this. And it's your spurs. And at the end of the day, y'all are y'all are guarding it with the uh, armor guard because it's like, no, because we've seen. Look, it happens to everybody. Like all the greats have gotten questioned later in their career. That's all I'm doing is question. Like, are we doing the right? Is this really working? Are we hit the stagnant point? That's all I'm saying. These conversations took place with Don Shula. He's the all time winners coach in the National Football League. These conversations took with Chuck Noll. Pittsburgh's had probably, what, three coaches since I've been alive or two? They happen all the time to the greats. There's no different. Pop ain't immune to that. It's been happening continually for the last, like you say, five or six years. Because we've been So eventually, at what point are you asking, has this passed him by? And you're saying, I mean, you said the other segment, it has passed him by. He's not making the adjustments. I don't know that the game, I'm, it looks like it possibly can. Because at the You've end of the day, it looks like it has it looks for the last because five or six years. Because there's no improvement. They, they've been bottom defensively. This has been a model of organization, and that's just it. But the reason why is, look, I say AC all the time because I hear, I'm like, well, you ain't nothing changing. He's not going anywhere. 
Okay, but it doesn't mean that I have to come in here and ignore it just because if I respect or don't want to call him to be fired. No, man, I get hit spur. I don't have to talk spurs. I never have even been in San Antonio, but I get questioned. I got people like Jazz. I got people. I got three DM messages last night at 11 o'clock at night. Three of them saying the same thing. Pretty much what they're saying it without like, yo, man, guess what? So for all of y'all that think. That this ain't like this is not really a conversation. Nobody that you just got to deal with it. It happens in all cities that win titles. Not losing franchises, cities that are used to winning. It is what it is. It's sports. It's always been like that. It's just come on. Sean Elliott said it perfectly. He, he said something perfectly when the Kawhi Leonard went down. He said the real NBA has finally come home and hit the San Antonio. We've been living in a, a like a, a make believe world with Dave and Tim. And finally, we've got introduced to the real new NBA where you got stars that got problems. Well, I'm going to use some of the ninja words and says the criticism of or the questioning from a fan base, a media, a sole media member in the 210. That sports side of sports to championship time, it finally came home and laid on the doorstep of the beloved 210 San Antonio Spurs. We're not immune to it. Pop's not immune to it. Bill Belichick's not immune to it. Don Shula wasn't immune to it. Chuck Noll wasn't immune to it. There, let me tell you something. We spent so much time on this today. But no, I'm just, hey, I'm going to the questions. You wanted me to go read the questions? That's all I'm saying. They're, they're talking about it. But if, the, but if Wimby was averaging 30 points and they were on a seven-game winning streak, you would have no problem about me coming in here slurping Wimby every day. It would be the story of the NBA. Let's talk about Anthony Edwards balling out last night and handling, handing the, the Warriors a loss. Okay, but Draymond I but, Green getting yeah. in, and Clay Thompson well, getting not, injected like, in the first quarter. I mean, quarter. because it, the, I, the reason why it's why it irks me is because we're not saying anything new. We come in the 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 day before the the day of a Spurs game. We give a whole segment to the fact of the Spurs play tonight. Well, Pops changes the rotations. I wonder if he, who's going to have a starting point. And, and I'm not tonight. saying it's Let's mean. go ahead and see how they do. They get I'm blown not, out by 20 points I'm, again. We the the game happens. Come but, back the next day. The Spurs lost again. Right. We spend two and a half seconds and, uh, on it, and yeah. it's just exhausting. And, and, and the the thing of it is, and I'm going to speak because I've for you know. I don't know, the last 10 years, I've got emails and messages saying, hey, Cal, keep it real. I love the way you disperse. So my thing is, I'm going to tell you, I speak for the people that it irks us every day that we're seeing the same thing every day for five years. So there's a portion of that. So you sit on that side of the fence. What you've got to do is be respectful of your neighbors and understand the other neighbor side of it. They look at it different than the Jonas uh, Clark's lens that grew up rooting for the Cleveland Browns in Ohio. That's just really and, what and, it is. What, what are you bringing my, my Because at the end of the for. day, man, it comes down to the fan bases, whether you say, I'm not saying you feel like this, but this is how you come across because this is your, just like you say that, hey, man, you keep saying the same thing every day, every year. Well, I've got listeners and we've got podcasts and sit there and say your takes for the last couple of years with the Spurs is been the youth movement the youth movement we're actually restarting now we didn't so we're just going to go ahead and still unless we ban the spurs talk from the show and, and technically that's my call but the reality of it is is that if we're going to continue to talk i'm going to continue to cover this team the way i've always covered it and, and it, whether it sounds redundant because right now we are in the redundant the man up in colorado that's coaching right now that took a one in five team that gave up a 70 points is something he preached of, you know, for, for weeks talking about it's a thin line between a rut and a groove. 
It's a thin line between a rut and a groove. And we've basically been toting that line for the last five or ten of us. We're in a rut from no man's return to a groove. That's all I'm saying because it's not about losing. I don't think Jazz and the other people that are question popper, the ones you saying that, I just see this on social media all the time. I don't think it's the fact that they're losing. We can see. Okay, we can see that there's young guys. We can see that they're, it's the fact the way they're doing it, and it's the same way and nothing's improving, and there's no emotion. Just like I said the other day, there's a, a position of people that don't want to see Pop hugging and shaking hands and smiling after you just got beat by 30 again. And that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Not everybody is going to look at things like with roses and everything that smells different. People don't operate like that. It's not the real world. 877-37-GRIND. Moving on before we leave out the NBA. Please. The, the Lakers, well, tell them to start winning. Uh, that, that's just the real. Uh, don't talk about losing. Tell them play back. Let's move on. Hey man, I I service the clients. Let's move on. I service the clients. The Lakers. You were saying the Lakers. The Lakers are rumored to be with Zach Levine. Interesting, Zach Levine. You know, they were in action. Actually, they're going to be in action again tonight. But they're interested in Zach Levine. And I would tell you, you know, if the Bulls decide to make this, you know, choice to move him or blow up the team, I definitely think that's a piece that could work with L.A. Because when I think of Zach Levine to L.A., automatically I think of somebody that could really take the load off of LeBron James. Because obviously A.D. can't do that on a consistent basis. He hasn't done it last year, and he doesn't show because, for one, he hasn't been healthy, okay? And I'm pretty sure in L.A. and in their media and radio, every day there's somebody coming on radio talking about, can Anthony Davis ever stay healthy? Anthony Davis hasn't worked out. They got 17 titles over there. I'm pretty sure those questions go on every day as well, too, because legit people – that really are in this beat, you call it straight how you, you how you how you how you see it. But I think positive because of Anthony Davis's health, and because he can't really count on. I think if you make him, I don't know what you give up for him. I don't know what Chicago wants for him. But if you can acquire Zach Levine with his age, the type he played, because I think you know. He's hit and miss on defense. He's not really a, a defensive guy, but I think he can be coached to it. I think Darvin Ham can coach him to it. But I think with the without a doubt, when I saw that, the first thing that happened in my that popped in my head is the fact that LeBron could get some help from scoring, could actually maybe take some nights off and they wouldn't lose. Because I think Levine in the right system, I think Levine could average you about 20 points a game. You know, he's a little bit streaky for me, but he's definitely athletic. So we'll see. But I don't know who else is being rumored with him. I know 76ers was kind of rumored, but I, I, I saw that report. But I definitely think that's a good fit for the Lakers. What do you got? Something to watch is Levine's representation, Rich Paul. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, Rich got a lot of client base, man. I mean, he's got a heavy client base in the NBA. I mean, I think he's the new Kevin Falk. Of the NBA, you know, that was Jordan's age and all that. You know, there was a time that there's, you know, Scott Boris. I talked about him the other day. He runs a monopoly damn near in the MLB. There's some agents that are just fortunate uh, to get that. But, yeah, I just think regardless how they get him, I don't know what he's what the Bulls are going to want for him, but that definitely could help out uh, LeBron James. 877-37-GRIND. All right, let's switch, switch gears to the National Football League. Uh, the biggest story that broke this morning uh, was Deshaun Watson um, is going to be done for the season. 
You know, it's kind of one of these things which we know Deshaun's been dealing with this shoulder situation, but it's like going to the doctor. You know, he's going to have an MRI on the ankle. It's like going to the doctor and all of a sudden you discover something else wrong. That's what a lot of people tell Fried going to the doctor. But um, he's going to be shut down for the season. Um, and, you know, the timing of it, because I think there was glimpses of Deshaun Watson definitely in Baltimore. Um and I believe that's the type of game that having a Deshaun Watson who hasn't looked his best, hasn't played his best, obviously he's been playing injured, um, is kind of why you have a Deshaun Watson. Now, to me, have they named a starter yet, or who's going to be the starter? Dorian Thompson-Robinson. DTR is getting the start. Help me explain that. Help me understand that one. I mean, and, and over. Do you uh, want me to lay it out for you? Why I but, think, or you? Well, I mean, I mean, you cover the team. You find. I mean, you you you're a fan of the team. You cover it. So yeah, but I'm I'm wondering why is that now? When all of a sudden wasn't it? Um, who was the other guy? PJ P- Walker. PJ Walker. Yeah. What my philosophy on it, um, is that Dorian Thompson Robinson has the higher ceiling. You got PJ Walker had a four game stint. To where he really got to kind of show what he could do went two and two in that stretch that included the Niners game um so a massive win there um but Dorian Thompson Robinson again they believe that he has a higher ceiling some of this is also a PR move Dorian Thompson Robinson is the person that the team held on to when they made roster cuts and elected to trade Josh Dobbs Josh Dobbs is the darling of the NFL right now right there with CJ Stroud so you want to come out, and everybody's the, the front office is already hearing it too that they they picked the wrong guy, they, they stuck with the wrong guy. They should have gotten, you know, should have just cut Dorian Thompson Robinson um, and held on to Josh Dobbs, and we wouldn't be in this situation. Uh, but the other point of it too, DTR being a rookie, being drafted in the fifth round, I feel like because Watson came back was the starter going into Baltimore. Uh, now it's not a benching of PJ Walker; it's just that we're going in a different direction. After after Deshaun went out, the, um, so so you can kind of set it up that way. Coach says he's got a whole week of practice. It's a lot different from the hour and a half that he had before the last uh, last time, where he only shared reps with Deshaun in practice. He took the throwing reps. Deshaun took the running reps. Uh, so it's a totally different situation as the way he looks at it um, from the coach's standpoint. And I feel like this is really the Dorian Tom the DTR look for the season. If he comes out and he looks the same way he did against the Baltimore the first time, just way out of it, out of his league, it's P.J. Walker the rest of the way. Well, that's what I was going to allude to. I mean, the million-dollar question, I mean, you can have your opinion what's about or why Stefanski's made the decision, but really the question is, does he give you a better chance to win than P.J. Walker? And what we've seen up to the evidence now, no, he doesn't. Now, my whole thing in this is that, you know, this is still a championship Super Bowl defense, okay? Um there's a big portion of Cleveland fan base that didn't believe in Deshaun anyway. So that fan base, it shouldn't be no bad news. That's, it's, oh. that, that's tough to say. But why is it tough to say? And this is what I meant about y'all are not going to have it both ways. Because even Watson not being the Watson that everybody thought they were getting from Houston, all right, So in terms of not playing well, not worth it, it, you, you, there is a, a fact that you have to recognize that a Deshaun Watson talent level, a Deshaun Watson veteran in the NFL, being familiar with the game speed of the NFL and at a high level of processing, Deshaun Watson at 40% is still better than P.J. Walker at 
Well, I'm going by what was told to me, not only from you, but what Cleveland's fan base with Deshaun Watson was about, that this is a running team anyway. Okay, now I understand Chubb is no longer there, but this is a running team. Um, so to me, um, I feel what I felt all along is that this ownership and this coaching staff had no choice but to treat Deshaun Watson with gloves because of the money invested to him. It had nothing to do about him not wanting to play for Cleveland. It had nothing to do about a conspiracy theory about in regards to what Cleveland fan bases were, you know, gondering up about. He just signed here because of guaranteed money and he's going to afford it. It was none of that. What it was is that the difference of we have evidence of how this same team, same coach, same organization, how they treated and handled Baker Mayfield with a busted up shoulder and ran him out there like they knew they were going to trade it in on the difference how whether he's played, and he hasn't played that great, but how they're handling a guy that they are invested in totally. And it comes down to he's been playing with a bad shoulder that, from what I read, that was going to be subject to further damage if he didn't get cut off. No, this is a different different injury. But but at the he said uh, GM said coach said different injury. But I thought yesterday was being reported the reason why he had the surgery is because it might be a different injury. But if he continued to play, he su- he would risk further damage. No, it, it, that's not false. We didn't know about this until this morning. So it's not a, not reporting any yesterday anything. Yesterday was the ankle injury. This this situation. No, I'm talking is, about well, not this yesterday, but it was reported on the four letter network when he had the surgery. The reason why he's going to go in because if he continues to play like this, whether it's a different shoulder or not, it was this. But I'll take your word for it that that's not the case. But the bottom line is is that not all, okay, but there's a big portion of fan base that never bought into Deshaun anyway whether it was you wanted to keep Baker or whether you want to do whatever. So the drop-off, if it's about running the football, and it's which I still think they have a championship defense, and I think they can still compete for a wild-card spot. I don't know if they're going to win the division, but they can still go ahead and compete, whether it's Walker or whoever that's going to get in there, protect the football, and run the football. More carries for Kareem Hunt, more carries for Ford, and you rely on your defense. Because he wasn't playing that good. I mean, that Baltimore game was the one, probably his better game, and he didn't have that great of stats that he's played since most Cleveland Plowns would tell you, besides maybe I think there was a game maybe last week toward the end of the season or early on. I don't know. Can't remember. But the bottom line of it is they can still compete for a wild card spot. I mean, with that defense and that running game, that's the way I look at it. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing. Spin the one and twos. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this... It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Maestro Dobel Tequila was born from 11 generations of tequila-making legacy. It is sourced from a single estate in the volcanic lowlands of Jalisco, Mexico, using the finest 100% blue agave. 
Double distilled and aged in European white oak barrels, Maestro Dobel's commitment to innovation isn't only to discover new ways of distilling and aging, it's about elevating and crafting a superior tequila that is the essence of mastery. Maestro Dobel is the official tequila of the PGA Tour and an official sponsor of the sports grind. Please drink responsibly. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits and world-class wine to chips, dips and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind.